2: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Is our guy, Odyssey NBA Insider Ryan McDonough. Insider calls, by the way, are brought to us by BetQL. Be smarter on Boston versus Golden State. You got expert picks, spread analysis, betting trends, and more. You can download the BetQL app or you could visit BetQL.com. Today, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Ryan McDonough. Ryan, how you doing, man? It's Lou, Christian, and Mago.
1: Hey, guys. I'm doing great. I feel like a kid on Christmas morning with the NBA Finals Game 1 tonight with my hometown Boston Celtics playing and then the NBA draft three weeks away. So it's (laughs) certainly an exciting time of
0: year.
4: Love
3: it. it. sure is, right? Let's go. I want to continue kind of what we were we were talking about a little bit before about this turnaround of the Boston Celtics. And I think it's kind of kind of historic, right? We were waiting for this talent to kind of show. Uh rookie head coach. All of a sudden it just sort of clicked. And here you are in the NBA finals. What when you look back at this season, what was it? What was the turnaround for this Boston Celtics team?
1: For me, Lou, it really started on New Year's Eve. The Celtics were 16-19. and They hosted the Phoenix Suns, who were rolling, and ended up having the best regular season record in the league. And as you guys know, you you cover the team closer than anybody. You live in the market. This is one of the least liked Celtics team I can remember. Keep in mind, I worked for the franchise for over a decade, Mm -hmm. from 2003 to 2013. Uh, The fans didn't like watching the team play. The media was appropriately, I thought, critical of the team. And so I give a ton of credit to Emi Odoka and the players in that locker room of turning this thing around without any real catalyst. As you guys know, sometimes teams make a big trade or get a significant player back from injury and and that really catapults their season that was not the case for this Boston Celtics team. Most of the adjustments were internal improvement, and I think since the calendar flipped to 2022, they've been the best team in the league. They've certainly been the most dominant defensive team in the league. And I'm not saying this just because I'm on with you guys in Boston. I do think they're going to win the NBA championship. I have them beating the Warriors in seven games.
0: Oh. All right, so so Ryan, so the, one of the narratives, uh, you know, keys to this series is like you know the the defenses, right? So the 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 Celtics defense and the and the Warriors defense and and you know the the Celtics have this you know they're battle tested physical opponents in the first in the in the second and third series, and now it's like just it's like this foregone conclusion they should just dominate the Warriors. But I have, a, I have this vision of them of the Warriors running all over the place and the Celtics grabbing Clay Thompson's jerseys, grabbing Steph's jersey. I just don't think it's going to be as easy as everyone kind of is you know trying to make me believe. What do you see it looking like?
1: Well, it's funny if if you're saying it's easy, that's very a a very heavy Boston slant or New England slant to it because I, I do shows all over the country, nationally, and, and the perception I think outside of New England is that uh, the Warriors are, are going to roll in this series. I, I personally don't see it that way, but but you're right about the styles and the contrast in style. The Boston Celtics, I think, are the toughest, most rugged and physical team in the NBA. They want this series to be slow, possession by possession, played in the half court. They also want the refs to swallow their whistle a little bit and let these guys play. If that is the case, I think it certainly benefits Boston. Golden State obviously wants the opposite. They have as much perimeter firepower, probably more firepower than any team in the league. They want to play up-tempo. Uh, they want this to be an open court, spread court game where they can uh, spread out the Celtics defense and then with step Curry, Clay Thompson, and especially the emergence of Jordan Poole. Um, you know they have a ton of offensive weapons and threats, and then they get going uh, with their back cuts and things like that. So uh, Boston wants to be to be rough and physical in the mud. Uh, Golden State wants it open and free flowing. So that's one of the things I really have my eye on. Who can kind of dictate the tempo and style of play uh, starting tonight in San Francisco.
4: Ryan, one debate that we've been having today, our buddy Brian Scalabrini floated the idea that perhaps the uh, the Celtics should rest Rob Williams or not play him at least in game one after he looked uh, pretty uncomfortable in game seven against the heat. Is that something that that you think they should consider or is that like blasphemous for the NBA Finals?
1: I think it's blasphemous, Megan, and I'll give you an example of what, what last time the Celtics were on this stage in 2010, I was in the front office, and uh, under the old format, the 2-3-2 two, two format, where uh, the, the team, with the higher-seeded team, which was the LA Lakers in 2010, hosted games 1-2, and two, then three games in a row in Boston, and then the last two games, 6-7 and seven in LA, um, there was a short turnaround on the flight between games 5 and 6, heading from Boston to LA, and the Celtics were up 3-2, obviously the Lakers ended up going on to win the series, but there are people saying, well, why don't you guys just punt game six and rest everybody and get ready uh, for game seven? And that's one of those things that it, it's fun to talk about uh, on, on sports radio, but it's something you'd never actually do as a, as a franchise. I mean, it's so hard to get to this level. You guys know the numbers. The team that wins game one historically does go on to win the series in the NBA Finals. If Boston can steal either of these first two games in San Francisco, then it shifts home court advantage and puts a lot of pressure on the Warriors starting in game three when the series comes back to Boston. So I think it's one of those things it's fun to talk about. Uh, Frankly, Megan, I think the most important series for Robert Williams, and obviously he'll play a role in this series, but I think the most important series for Robert Williams was the one the Celtics just won against Bam Adebayo in the Miami Heat. Uh, For me, I'm looking at the Celtics perimeter, especially Marcus Smart. I think it was a very good sign if you're a Celtics fan that he was not listed on the injury report. They need him healthy. They need as many perimeter defenders as possible, healthy, and able to play as close to 48 minutes as they can against this Warriors attack. Uh, Golden State's not going to pound the ball into the post uh, like the Heat did or had the option to do with Bam Adebayo. I think this series will be won or lost on the perimeter.
3: All right, we're talking to Odyssey NBA insider Ryan McDonough, former general manager of the Phoenix Suns, spent 10 years in the front office with of the Boston Celtics. And Ryan, I actually have Golden State winning this for the simple reason. I like a lot of matchups in the Celtics uh, versus this team. However, looking at that Bucks series, looking at that Miami Heat series, a lot of games, Celtics tied up one, up two with two minutes to go, and they've coughed up, I think, four of them. And that's what concerns me. How concerned are you with the Celtics and how they close games out?
1: I think you're right, having that concern. In fact, we almost saw it at uh, historic yeah. fashion the other night when they were up big in Game 7 in Sunday in Miami. And then uh, I think, I mean, imagine what we'd be talking about now or what the narrative around this team would be had Jimmy Butler made that transition wing three. Um, so you're right, the numbers are not great. The eye test is not great. When you look at how Boston is executed in clutch situations, which uh, generally in the NBA is defined within five points in the last five minutes, the Celtics have not been good at that. Um, and, and it's interesting that Boston, Boston's two young stud wings have done very differently in those situations. Uh, Jason Tatum has really struggled down the stretch, and he'll obviously need to deliver and come through and reverse that trend if the Celtics are going to win. Jalen Brown in the playoffs this year has been phenomenal. His fourth quarter numbers are off the charts. Uh, So that's why I'm going to go a little bit counter-trend. I I did with my pick picking the Celtics. I also am going uh, with the MVP. I think if Boston wins this series, Jalen Brown will be the MVP. Mm, I fully expect... Andrew Wiggins to be on Jason Tatum and to load up on Tatum and try to limit Tatum and that'll be the focal point of the Warriors defense, which, which is very good. It was the second best defense in the NBA, trailing only the Celtics. Uh, so I think this series sets up for Jalen Brown to have a monster series. Uh, Clay Thompson is coming off. An injury. Otto Porter is not the same player he once was, and he's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, I think Jalen Brown has a real opportunity to be dominant in the NBA Finals.
0: All right. So we're talking to Ryan McDonough, obviously uh, NBA insider. So other than the household names that the Warriors have, the Klay Thompsons, you know, and the Steph Curry's, give me a guy that uh, when this series starts, Celtics fans will be like, "Uh oh, we have to worry about that guy too."
1: Great question, and, and it's a guy that. Um, Did some really nice things throughout the end of the regular season and early in the playoffs, and then got clobbered in the second round against the Memphis Grizzlies, got knocked out of that series. Uh, That's Gary Payton II. He he is uh, a relatively young player in terms of NBA experience, but he is 29 years old. He's bounced around the minor leagues and really found a home in Golden State. His three-point shooting has improved a ton. That was the knock on Gary as a young player. He wasn't a great outside shooter. That's gotten a lot better. Uh, But I think his toughness and grit, uh, if if there's any player in the NBA who results, resembles a a lesser version of Marcus Smart. I think it's Gary Payton II. So as you guys know, you love having players like that who are instigators, who are physical defenders when they're on your team. Uh, You hate them when they're on the other side. So Payton is coming off from an injury. I, I think we all have a lot of questions about what he'll be able to contribute, but if he is anywhere remotely healthy, he's a tough guy, and I expect him to be an irritant for Boston in this series.
4: Ryan, you mentioned the opportunity for Jalen Brown in this series, uh, assuming that so much of the defensive focus from the Warriors is going to be on Jason Tatum. I, I'm wondering how what you've made of Jalen Brown's ball handling recently is something we harp on a lot. We were just talking about the turnovers from both of Boston's two stars, uh, Tatum and Brown. Uh, but Brown in particular, if he has the ball in his hands more often than not, what do you make of of what's going on there?
1: It's really weird because it seems inconsistent. It's not like he's a consistently poor ball handler, but there are stretches in games where he just can't seem to get a handle on it, uh, including even in halves of the games. I remember the first half, one of the games against Miami, it just seemed like the ball was greased every time he tried to handle it. Um, So that'll be something that he certainly needs to improve on and tighten up. But but again, I, I don't know that Golden State has a good enough secondary wing defender. If, if Wiggins is the matchup on Tatum, and I think that's what Steve Kerr is going to do, uh, that's what I would do if I were coaching the Warriors. Anytime Tatum is in the game, Wiggins is on him. We've seen how much Wiggins has improved on both ends, especially defensively and the job he's done against Luka Doncic and others throughout this playoff run. Uh, but who's the second defender? So I, I think there's a real opportunity uh, for Brown, but you're right, you're right. He needs to limit turnovers, uh, and that's another key factor, uh, Megan, that you, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, Golden State, when they're when they when they're clicking, they it's poetic. It's like ballet to watch them move the ball around, move players. Uh, it's a symphony out there, uh, but they do turn the ball over a lot. They get loose with it. Uh, so if the Celtics can force some turnovers, get out in transition, um, I think Boston needs to run selectively. They don't want this game to go up and down, uh, but the, when the Warriors do get casual with their passes, which they tend to do, and their live ball turnovers when the ball is still in play, Boston needs to take advantage of that with their athletes in transition, led by Jalen Brown.
3: Talking to Odyssey NBA insider Ryan McDonough. Ryan, last one for me. You mentioned Jalen uh, Jason Tatum, those fourth quarter um, performances. So I felt like in Game 7, they rush him, they double-team him. And he's making the right pass. But they do that to all superstars in the fourth quarter. They take the ball out of his hands. What do you want to see more from Jason Tatum when that happens to get back into the action of the, of the play?
1: really good question, because I think the best guy in the league at doing what I'm about to say is on the other side, and that's Steph Curry with Golden State. When you watch Steph Curry play, and you'll see it again tonight in the finals, he is the best I've ever seen at moving as soon as he passes the ball. And as a defender, your tendency is to relax. If you're guarding the ball, especially a great player like Steph Curry, and he gives it up, I think it's just human nature to let your guard down to relax just for a split second. Well, when you do that against Steph Curry, he's already gone. He's already relocating off the ball. It speaks to the phenomenon condition he is in so i, I love how T- tatum has developed as a playmaker with the ball in his hands i think the next step will be uh, to move off the ball more to move it get it back i know that's difficult to do given the load he has to carry on both ends for the celtics but if he can do that i really think that would unlock another level in his game
3: all right ryan mcdonough appreciate it man thanks for joining us looking forward hopefully we can talk to you again throughout this series
1: anytime always great to thanks, be on with you, right, guys. you got it
2: appreciate it this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance